You are listening to 4, Raw, from 4, Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. Do you feel like you sort of started the season very quickly and sometimes it takes a few games to sort of get going a little bit? Yeah, I think it's a good sign for us. So, um, yeah, sometimes it's difficult to, 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 to start the season, but uh, I think uh, we start... Uh, very good from the, the, the preseason, and um, we score. We, 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 we won almost uh, every game, so also we, we start the season great, and everybody is happy. And I think uh, yes, the beginning. So we're gonna try to to keep the same same level and no more, less, no more. <laughs> so I think uh, have to keep keep going. La, 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 Nothing far, we just shit away from the Norlands. Trying to get our heads right, get this money right, Norlands. You know what I'm saying? You know how it goes, just another day in the hood. Yo! Yo! Here's Cater, look at the space wide left. And Robertson, and Salah's there! Opening day, opening goal. He's back at it, here's Mohamed Salah for Liverpool. It is Alexander Arnold! It's a really, really good stop by Fabianski. And now Firmino, what a first touch that is. Salah! Splendid save by Fabianski. Oh, that would have been special from Liverpool. Salah wide left. There's the ball for Mohamed Salah. This cross won't find a red shirt. That might know. Milner's arriving across goal. 2-0. Right on half-time, Sadio Mane. Turns home, James Milner's pass. Milner, Firmino, Liverpool are rolling again. Firmino, Mane! It's 3-0 to Liverpool. And that is a goal that is as beautiful in its crafting as it was in its finishing. Daniel Sturridge will get the last few minutes here for Mohamed Salah. take and he comes all the way through and Daniel Sturridge has only scored with his first touch and Daniel is dancing in a Liverpool shirt once again this is for raw For Raw is an official podcast of four fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresight. That's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E.com. A great international community of Reds. Welcome to the show. My name is Joe. And it's been a great start to the Premier League season 2018-2019 with Liverpool knocking four goals past West Ham United. Woo-ee! That is probably the best description of how millions and millions of Reds around the world felt with that result. But hey, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Once again, I am not alone on this show. I've got a really new guest on the show. Say hi, John! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show, mate. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. 
Great to have you. Now, as uh, we do uh, with any uh, newcomer to the show, uh, I give some time. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, how long you've been a Reds supporter, uh, and how did you come to sub- uh, support Liverpool Football Club? Uh, so my name is John. I am uh, I'm currently living in Nebraska in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been supporting the Reds since 2005 mm. uh, when they won the Champions League final against AC Milan. Uh, I remember I recorded it when I was in fifth grade and uh, watched it when I got home that day because it was playing during uh, during the school day. Nice. When I got home and I watched it, I really liked Steven Gerrard and I couldn't believe they came back and won. Yeah. So then I'd always had an interest in Liverpool. Yeah. And then uh, I, it was always kind of a, a passive interest. Yeah. And then uh, when I was in uni, I studied abroad and one of my best friends while I was studying abroad, was uh, from Liverpool, yep. or from Wales, but lived in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I would watch all of the games together. And so uh, I just got really, really into it. And it was that 2013-2014 that season awesome. uh, when we almost when we almost took the, the championship. And uh, so, yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty much hooked from then on, uh, ever since that uh, Felipe Coutinho goal against Man City when we won 3-2. Mm-hmm. And I thought thought we were going to win the league i've been it's been pretty much in my veins so uh yeah that's that's how i came to support liverpool awesome awesome um to be honest with you any team any anyone who watched liverpool over the weekend kicking off this season's campaign um it is easy to see why people want to watch liverpool play isn't it yeah i mean I, I watched I watched a lot of the games this weekend, and I, I just can't really imagine supporting a team that that would play you know anti football. Yeah, I mean like you, you watch teams like Liverpool, even from just uh, from a, like a neutral standpoint. Yeah, we play some of the best and most exciting football in, in the whole world. Yeah, it's just it's truly a delight to watch. It is, it is. But um, did you expect um, for us to to start the way that we did? Uh, okay, now before going into the into this game, uh, be honest with me. Um, were you very, very confident? Like, okay, yes, we've bought well. We've had a great preseason. We've we lost only one game in the preseason uh, against Dortmund, um, and we, we, in, uh, compared to all the top six uh, candidates, uh, the typical top six candidates, uh, we played the most number of games during preseason as well. Uh, and you could see that towards the end, especially and end especially when most of the guys were back from international duty, uh, the team was really uh, gelling. Uh, you could see, um, you know, the connections happening with certain players already starting to click. Um, but still, it's West Ham. Um, they also bought some players. They've got a new manager uh, in Pellegrini. Uh, he comes with pedigree. Pardon the pun there, but um, you know, yeah, he comes with pedigree. He's a winner. Uh, did you did you feel that Liverpool would have had had such a easy time as they had? I mean, honestly, w- with us the last couple of years, just because of how unpredictable we've been yeah. in certain games, like I think I would have been more more sure going to the game if we were playing like an Arsenal or a Chelsea or something like that. As as weird as that sounds, yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like going into this game, like I I looked into West Ham a lot, and I saw like a lot on Twitter. A lot of the the hammers on Twitter were uh, they they were talking big game. Yeah, you yeah. know they, they made some pretty good signings this summer. I thought uh, Felipe on the left side, right. uh, the guy from Lazio, I thought he would be a good signing, and he did give Trent some problems on mm-hmm. that on that left side. He really did. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, honestly, 
after watching the Napoli game and then the Torino game with just how well the front three were playing and how well Keita looked this 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 offseason, yeah. I wasn't ever super worried. Uh, the only the only part that I was kind of worried about was that they would hit us on the counterattack because, I mean, we were starting Joe Gomez, who, while he is, I mean, he's, he's played for a while. He's still only 21 years old. Yeah. And uh, I, I was I was a little worried about that. But, I mean, overall, I still thought we were going to win. Yeah. I just I don't know if I expected it to be that big of a win. And just for West Ham in the second half to pretty much just give up. Yeah. Like in the second half, we pretty much just played keep ball. And they, they looked almost uninterested after halftime. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, the, the player that you were talking about is uh, Felipe uh, Anderson. Um, who I who I thought had a decent enough game, I suppose, for 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 West Ham. Um, what's what was funny about it is um, there was one there was one uh, portion of the game um, you could see that he was really struggling to keep up with our with our the pace uh, of our passing and our attack because you could see that there was one moment uh, I I can't remember the specifically but there uh, right now. Uh, but there was one moment where he he actually uh, intervened and he 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 got the ball, okay. But after that, the camera panned on him and he was like, you know, he he was he literally gave a visible huff and puff, you know. You can see like, <laughs> you know, you can see that he was like, oh my god. And this was like in the sometime in the thirtieth minute in the first half, okay. Yeah. Um, and you could see that wow, this guy is having trouble keeping up with us. Um, it was scintillating, and I was telling you before this, uh, before we started, uh, I was I was uh, down with a really bad viral flu <laughs> over the weekend, and I tweeted, you know, um, you know, I felt like as you know, I had a deathly, deathly illness. I was on my deathbed almost, but I crawled out of bed to watch the Reds kick off the season, and I was lying on the floor, you know, in an angle, forty-five degree angle, almost looking at the TV. Uh, but I felt much better after the, the after the final whistle. But I don't think yeah. Felipe Anderson left that game feeling very good. <laughs> no, and I think I think him coming from Serie A probably has a big thing to do with that. Where like in Serie A, they just play they mm. play a much slower football. It's a much more you know like yeah, easy, slower midfield, slower passing. It's more about. It's more about the, the the skill of the game versus the speed and the quickness. Yeah. So I I could definitely see especially. Uh, coming from Lazio, how that would be, that would be pretty pretty tough. Okay, um, uh, before anything, I'm just going to give a, a quick shout out to your uh, blog. Uh, you have a you have a blog. Uh, you actually wrote your is it your first article? On it? No, you've you've written before. Oh uh, no, but that I, was I, the first I've written stuff. a few. I, I got I got kind of off of it for a while, but uh, I've I've tried to uh, <laughs> revamp it a little bit in the in the past couple weeks as as uh, the season has been you know getting upon us. Yeah, yeah, and that's how that's how I I, I connected with you actually. I, I saw your blog. Um, and then I thought, hey, okay, you'd be a nice guest. Uh, so it's not so AmericanFootball.wordpress.com, uh, where you review this uh, uh, game quite nicely and quite concisely. Um, tell me uh, who stood up for you most uh, in this game. Of course, of course, we've got the goal scorers. We've got Salah who's off the mark, yeah. Mane who's definitely off the mark. Um, uh, who did I miss? I missed someone. Sturridge. Sturridge. Oh, Sturridge, my God. Yeah. Uh, just being there and just substituting. Uh, what, 20, how many seconds was that? 20 seconds? 24 seconds. 24 seconds. Uh, he scored. scored, exactly. Um, and then, of course, you've got Kaita, you've got Virgil. I mean, you've got so many great performances. And 
typically when you when we struggle to to say okay this guy was like the super stand up performer that's when you know we've done well because everyone's done really really well not even mentioning James Milner who looks like yeah. he should be wearing a headband was, for the rest of the season I think but doesn't yeah, he matter was what, actually yeah. Milner to me uh, the midfield three honestly yeah. were the biggest standout to me I mean our front three played amazingly yep. uh, they, they, they were very fluid and everything but the midfield three was really I think where we won that game just so I mean we, we dominated that game because Keita and Milner mm-hmm. were just all over the place like it seemed like any ball that was anywhere James Milner I don't know what he has put in the Rabena that he's drinking but that man is insane <laughs> he's 32 years old and he still he runs with so much ferocity like it, it's incredible to watch like the the second goal was literally all him. Most players would have given up on that cross from Robertson because it looked like anyone that would have touched it would have been offside. But he slides in there, plays the ball to Mane. Mane rolls the ball into the back of the goal. West Ham didn't even know what to do. And that was all just James Milner working his boots off every time he touches the pitch. Mm. The man is unbelievable. I just I still can't believe how 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 good a shape he is in and he's the oldest player on our squad. It's it's Amazing. unbelievable. I, was I don't saying, know if he's actually older than Ragnar Klavan. I think they might be like 32 and 32. I don't yeah. know, but he's up there, and the man is just a workhorse. Klavan's Klav, older. Klavan's 32, he yeah, is. and Milner is 31, I think, uh, this year. Um, but yeah, and I was just saying, uh, oh, they're the, same, they're the same age. Uh, 86, yeah. 85, yeah, just, yeah, very close, very close. Yeah. Um, but I was just saying yesterday, um, it, it seems, this guy, he just seems to be getting better as he gets older. Yeah, it's I, amazing. I mean, okay, we know that fitness-wise, he's, he's, he's up there. I mean, uh, preseason, he, he beat everyone in the lactate test and he, and he could keep going, right? And, and we know that the lactate test is it's a really, really tough, tough test because you're supposed to maintain a certain level of pacing in the run and you're supposed to keep going. And he d- did that, and he outlasted everyone. And, and at the end, he looked like he could go a couple more rounds as well. So fitness-wise, this guy is a beast. He's a beast. Uh, and, you know, he, I, I don't know, he doesn't have any vices or anything. I know he doesn't drink. He only drinks Ribena. He doesn't drink any, anything other than Ribena or water, I think, probably. Uh, doesn't drink any alcohol, doesn't smoke, doesn't do any of those stuff. He eats well, takes care of his body. I think probably he's like, what, 1% body fat? I don't know whether that's even possible. Um, amazing he's just he's just simply amazing and i also said you know look um and he was uh we even saw jordan henderson uh come on towards the end of the game okay and then you've got uh, uh, of course i'm getting ahead of myself here but we've even got virgil van dyke you know uh shouting at mane to stop the fucking cross i don't, yeah, I don't know whether you saw that right and you know it just yeah, dawned was, on me yeah i mean it just dawned what? on me we've got three players with and without the armband who are amazing leaders leadership qualities to the max here one with the armband of course jordan henderson comes back okay so late okay and he's able to come in as a substitute in the first game i i don't understand this uh klopp said that in three weeks that he's been away it looks like he's actually been training so <laughs> he's back Milner, i would doubt it i would not yeah. doubt it with henderson's work rate i wouldn't doubt if he was he was on vacation but still like running up and down the beach or something like that that sounds like something henderson would do Exactly. And, and this is why I feel so confident about our future, because the spine, the leadership spine is, 
is so strong. It's not just one or two guys. Like we've got three guys there uh, right now, and not 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 even forgetting um, uh, uh, Mane is captain of his national team. Uh, I believe Salah is he the captain of Egypt? It doesn't matter, but he, you know he's he's, yeah. a, he's a great guy. But you've got all these guys who 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 are you know captains in one way or another, exhibiting uh, leadership qualities, and we are really uh, in, in in great hands. Okay, let, let's talk about let's talk about this one guy in particular. I was really very impressed with him. Other than we talked about Milner, but let's talk about our number eight, Nabi Kaita. Worthy recipient uh, of the eight shirt? Uh, I would say, I, I mean, I like the swagger with which he took it. I mean, yeah. like he, he's been a Liverpool fan since he was little. He posted that picture of him like back in uh, the early 2000s yep. wearing the Steven Gerrard shirt uh, yep. back in, in Guinea. Uh, I mean, honestly, if, if this first game is any indication, then I think, I think yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 hard to pick up that number eight, especially since it's been vacant the last three seasons since Gerard left. But uh, I mean, he has just been uh, like in the preseason, he looked great. He had some great passes to Sturridge and uh, for some goals. And I, I mean, you're always a little hesitant to to take anything yeah. from preseason right. as as an actual sign because I mean, last year's preseason, Marco Gruyich looked like a world beater, yeah. and then he played one game for us last year i yeah. mean he i still think the guy's got talent but that's getting away from the point yeah uh, but i i think i think kaita i think i think he's got it i think he's he's got that he's only 23 yeah so that's 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 the incredible part is he's exactly. so young he was in he was in the bundesliga team of the season two years ago and he was 21 years old playing mm. for newly promoted leipzig amazing the man is just i mean he's also got he's got a little bit of that streak in him he's got like right. he's got that kind of that wild look in his eye, kind of like Gerard did, yeah. where he's just like he looks like he could. I mean, he could score a screamer. He could two foot someone. I, I don't. I don't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> or he could shoot one into the bleachers as he did. <laughs> that yeah, was exactly. quite funny. Yeah. Exactly. Of course, um, all our rival fans would use that one example to to say he's shit, right? So yep. I've seen yeah, a couple of, of that. <laughs> but um, that's what they always do. Let's remind everyone that he was involved in the build-up to each of the first three goals. Yeah, yeah. He I was, mean, his it, pass. I mean, like the way that he dribbles through the middle of the park is something. I mean, Oxlade Chamberlain was starting to do that last season, yeah. but it's something we've lacked with consistency with our midfield. Yep. Is players that are not afraid to move the ball forward and go at defenses. Yeah. Because when he went forward for the first goal, he moved forward, their defense moved in, Robertson overlapped, and he rolled it to Robertson. Mm -hmm. Robertson just played played a great ball across the middle. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the tough work was already done. Salah was just standing there waiting for the ball. And Robertson put it on a plate, easy 1-0 right, yeah. up. I mean, yeah. like, that that's, that's something that we've missed hugely, especially against a team like that set up like West Ham did where they set up in a block. They played deep. They played yeah. very deep that first half, and yeah. it took us all of 19 minutes with Keita leading the line. So, I mean, that was that was great. Uh, the several things that West Ham did was just suicidal. I mean, obviously trying to set up on a high-line defense is just suicide. Suicide. Um, I, I guess they, they thought it was a viable way to, to, um, uh, to play against us. I, I don't know why. It boggles me, um, you know. At first, it seemed it was working because you know they're trying to catch the the runners um, offside. 
But you know, if you want to play high line, you it's it requires a lot of concentration for ninety freaking minutes against us, where the ball is moving left to right to left to right, and you don't know who the fuck to mark. I mean, Mane, Salah, Firmino. Who, who who do you look out for? You know, it's just it's difficult. And in the context of a game of of this intensity, trying to set up like that with a high line, playing a high line like that, it's it's just it's just uh, crazy. Now, of course, we 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 um, got out of the end of it uh, with a couple of um, say fortuitous uh, refereeing decisions and yeah. and and the seeing third how goal was exactly blatantly offside. Exactly, you know. But hey, you know what? I'll take that all day long because seeing how. Last season, we were, we were according to this study uh, from the University of Bath, I don't know whether you saw that, we were the unluckiest team in the league uh, last season. So I think we got some luck back. What do you think? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I, like with all the penalties we got in preseason, I'm hoping we're actually going to get a fucking penalty for once yeah. this season because it seemed like we could not buy one last year. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, staying on Kita, I was so impressed with him for so many reasons. Um, okay, l- let's say, uh, and, and I've mentioned this before uh, on, on several shows, one of the things that really impresses me about him is his passing. Um, he, he seems to have this technique where he passes the ball, and when the ball moves forward, there's little, there's no bobble, there's, it's quite flat. It's a technique thing that he has. I, I'm sure he's worked on it. It's very flat. So what that means is that any, any striker or any other forward player that he's passing to is able to run to the ball and collect it and in that same, in the next stride, push the ball forward. So it's a technique, certainly, that, that, that Kaiter has. And he's showed that several times in this game. Another thing that, that, that occurred to me when I'm watching him, um, there were several instances where, you know, uh, very tight um, marking around him. Okay, there were, there were several West Ham players uh, uh, around him. Um, and he, he still found space to, f- to, get the, to receive the ball from a teammate and then move forward with the ball and then create space for himself. Okay, wriggling and all that and, and, and then making the forward pass. Uh, and then he see the speed in which he, he, he does that. And in my mind, I'm thinking if there was any other, if it was any other player, you know, they would, they would totally surrender the ball. Or they would lose the ball, or something like that. And he, the ball just stuck to his feet, like you know, as a magnet. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, I can't say enough positive things about him. Uh, and I also mentioned the third thing. I would just say this, okay? Um, and I tweeted this yesterday. Uh, we heard, we know about the false nine, right? Uh, but maybe Klopp is trying to invent the false ten because we have Sadio Mane with number ten on his jersey, but Nabi Keita playing as the ten. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. I think like Mane, especially. It looked like yesterday, or not yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Wow, it feels like forever ago. Yeah, uh, right. yesterday for me, I guess probably different for depending on the time zone. Uh, but it, it looked like to me at certain points, Mane was almost dropping back, and he and Keita were like running, and then you had Salah and Firmino in front of them, almost in like a a, a two. It was like a two-two-two, um, would be two-two-two-four at the back or four-two-two-two. Yeah, I mean, it just it looked like it looked like uh, Mane was dropping in a little bit more, 
uh, trying to create a little bit more. And then, I mean, he got two goals out of the game. Granted, one was offside, but I mean, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to write home about that. Yeah. If it had been a close game, then I'm sure West Ham fans would have been a little bit more pissed off about it, but they, uh, I haven't really heard from any of them since, mm-hmm. since the game got over. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's talk about someone else. Um, now, before the game, we had some defensive um, uh, concerns. Um, Matip is obviously was obviously out. I'm not exactly sure when he's going to return. Uh, Clavin uh, also uh, was out. In fact, actually yesterday or this morning, I read something about him uh, possibly looking for an exit. To uh, I think it was James Pierce who tweeted that. Um, saying yeah, that, he did. Yeah, yeah. That. Something about him trying to look for an exit to guarantee more playing time for himself. But I don't know. As far as I know, Klavan has also has been has been in and out of the team as well. He's had some illness and injuries, and then back in, and then obviously he's not going to start when the, the the starting two Virgil Van Dijk and Lovren were available. So there's that issue. We'll come to that in a little bit. Uh, and then of course you've got this whole Lovren thing. Which pissed people off, okay? About some yeah. stomach ailments. I, I, I don't think I don't think that was actually as big of a story okay. as people were trying to make. I think I think a lot of people that they, they, they're, I mean, it's almost been the last what four years we've had Lovren, and I think people have almost it's almost like a reflex at this point where people like they hear any wind of bad news from Lovren and they mm-hmm. just like instantly pounce on it. But, I mean, in the interview Club gave post-match yesterday, it sounded like he knew about the injury since the Champions League final. So, I mean, it's not like he was hiding it. He was just playing through it, which, I mean, he played a great – he played a belter of a World Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't I don't think – I don't – did he make the team of the tournament for the World Cup, the official one? I know I saw, you know, mm-hmm. in a few he did, but I wasn't sure if he made the actual team of the tournament. Mm-hmm. I can just uh, switch that. But let's talk about Joe Gomez. Um so he had, to, he had to step up, of course. Um, they they had some playing time together, uh, uh, VVD and uh, Gomez. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think Gomez did? I think he played very well. I mean, he hadn't he didn't play in the last two uh, warm up games uh, because he was he was kind of nursing an injury. I was actually kind of surprised he didn't start Nat Phillips uh, yesterday. I, I was oh, really? I, I thought I thought Phillips was going to start. Phillips looked great in the preseason. He had a couple giveaways against Man U, yeah. but I mean, even when he gave it away, he seemed to always cover himself, which I don't really know how he did that. But uh, I thought Gomez played really well. Uh, I don't think yesterday's game was is a, is a super great yep. uh, watermark for him, just because I mean. West Ham looked like they didn't really know what the hell was going on half the time. So I mean, I think he played well. He did all. He did everything that was asked of him. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm hesitant to just heap the praise on just because. I mean, he, there wasn't. It would be like saying Ali Son had a great game yesterday. He had what two saves? One of like both of them were just right at him. So I mean, it, it was like he didn't have. I mean, he did everything that was asked of him, but everything that was asked of him was not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, he stood up physically uh, to Arnautovic uh, as well. Yeah. Um, Arnautovic did have uh, one or two sniffs um, at goal, um, yeah. but overall, I think he he stood up quite well uh, to to that physical physicality uh, threat, physical threat that Arnautovic uh, posed. In fact, actually, if you look at Joe Gomez, he looks to have beefed up a little bit. Yeah, uh, he's he's gotten. He's definitely. I mean, he's twenty one now. He's he's not he's not the kid we bought from Charlton Athletic. 
Mm. Like he he looks uh, he looks like he's he's put on quite a bit of mass. Which I mean, to stand next to Virgil Van Dyke, who's just yeah. an absolute monstrous human being, uh, you you kind of have to if you if you don't want to just look like a dwarf standing next. To no, him. no, not at all, not at all. Okay, I just quickly looked up this official team of the tournament for the for the World Cup, um, and no, no, Lovren is not in there. So actually, there's two center back yeah. pairings. The official one, okay, this is from FIFA. Uh, it's actually. Uh, Thiago Silva and, and Godon. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And then you have um, Varane. Well, it's actually, okay, the back four is Varane, Godon, uh, Thiago Silva, and Marcelo. Weird, huh? That's super weird because hmm. Brazil's defense in the World Cup was not great. I mean, they, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. For them to have two defenders in the team of the tournament that just that seems pretty favorable from fifa in my opinion but i don't know anyway fifa has never been corrupt or anything so I don't no, know no 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 they're entirely legit Above yeah exactly okay um yeah joe gomez did well uh trent had a decent game he actually looked a bit nervous actually um, yeah in this game he like looked- he got the early yellow card yeah, uh, I think he grew into the game very yeah, well. Correct. I think, like, I mean, he's he's only been back. I mean, he's only been back a week longer than Henderson was. He came back at the beginning of the month mm-hmm. uh, when when he came back from. So, I mean, he'd only really had like less than two full weeks of training mm-hmm. with the first team again. I was actually kind of surprised to see that like Klein wasn't starting, but I think that's that's just how highly Klopp thinks of Alexander Arnold. Like Trent, he played. He like his, his his ball to Keita for the first goal was I mean it split West Ham in half. It was a great ball about forty yard diagonal mm. up to Keita and then he pushed it forward and and the rest was just Salah putting it in the net. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think he looked um, he looked great going forward. Um, his set pieces the, the the set piece he had against Fabianski that was a great it was a great shot Fabianski just made a great save I mean fair play to him that was that was a great save yeah um, but his his corners they, they weren't great um, some of the other like some of the crosses were were pretty poor but I mean overall I, I mean have, he, he he played fine he didn't, he didn't have anything like super bad I think it was just if he was gonna pick a game where he wasn't completely on his game yeah I'm glad it was yesterday <laughs> yeah in fact actually um, that goal by Salah uh, of course, you know, it's easy to say that, you know, Keita made that run and then that pass to Robbo and then Robbo made that, that nice cross, perfect cross uh, for Salah and Salah knocked it in. Um, actually, if you wind it back a little bit, uh, just a tad further, um, how Trent actually saw Keita, Keita's movement and then made that, that threaded pass um, to, yeah. towards him and that then, pass like right he, he split yeah. two West Ham midfielders it was yeah it was a remarkable ball like 40 yards just, right. I mean it was it was a great pass really really great pass and that's like that's that's what I'm saying I don't want to take away from what Trent did yesterday yep but I mean it, it just it was not his best game but I still think he played well yep. he's just he just reacclimating I think yeah because yep. he, he didn't really play for England in the World Cup that like I mean he played in the, in the third game against Belgium yeah and then that was pretty much it so yeah yeah he, he suddenly has the bit between his teeth now. I mean, he feels that he belongs and he knows that, uh, you know, there's lots more. And we, and we know there's lots more to come from this this young guy right now. So oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely not intimidated. More, yeah. do, do you think he'll ever, tra- do you think he'll stay mm-hmm. at right back or do you think he'll transition to being a midfielder? 
because I know when he was playing for mm. like the younger Liverpool squads, he was he was actually yeah. more of like a, a wing back midfielder. But he he's been playing right back. I mean, because when you're 19, you play just to get game time. Do you think they'll ever try and move him forward, or maybe even play him as like a winger, just because he's so good offensively? Like, what, what do you think about that? I, I don't see any change. I don't see any change, at least not for the interim anyway. Because um, yeah. he he's he's good. He's decent defensively, um, and he's he's very good offensively. So I think for our fullbacks, we needed we need players who are good in these two. <clears throat> qualities, offensive and defensive, uh, uh, and it, it's difficult to find uh, a fullback that's it's good and it has a balance between these these two aspects. Um, you can say, like for example, Klein. Okay, Klein. Klein would you'd say uh, would be more defensive rather than offensive. Would that be a fair statement? Oh, I would. I would one hundred percent agree with you there. So, for example, so like this, for example, this threaded pass to Kita. If it was Klein, would he have played that, or would he have cycled it back? So I mean, it's it's all uh, you know hypothesizing and conjecture and all these yeah. kinds of stuff. Um, uh, but you know that kind of thing. So it's the mentality there that that kind of uh, uh, you know det- determines. So for example, Moreno. For example, Moreno. Uh, we know Moreno is not very good defensively. Uh, very much uh, uh, an offensive front foot uh, 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 player. So to find someone that is more or less balanced defensive and offensive is a it's a it's a hard thing and i would i would stick i would continue to to play uh, uh trent where where he's currently playing yeah I, I just I like robo robo has that great balance as well curious what other people thought about that just thinking about uh like his career going forward you know yeah yeah I just thought, uh, yeah I mean, same thing with Robbo as well. Because Robbo has got a, a, a perfect balance between these two things. I mean, they cross, and we've seen him defend all, you know, gut busting, lung busting, chasing down players with the ball, um, and he's done that as well. So, you know, we are blessed with two two young uh, uh, fullbacks right now that seem to have a balance between the two, and then we've got two more in reserve, and one of them is good offensively, and one of them is good defensively. So we're yeah. kind of blessed uh, in that uh, in that department. Yeah. yeah, very much. Yeah, I, I, I and honestly, I mean, I, I've always I've always wondered if if in the back of Klopp's mind, if he's ever thought about like uh, Moreno playing further up the pitch. Yeah. Like if we were to ever like if we ever had you know another injury cri- crisis or anything like that. Yeah. Him just being, uh, you know, a wing back or just even a oh, winger because oh, I honestly think he would be an outstanding winger. Yeah, I don't know a... why he plays left back at all, to be honest. Yeah, because he is just he is he's one hundred percent go. I mean, he's brilliant offensively. Yep. But we've known that since we signed him. It's just he's a bit of a liability going going backwards. Although last season when he was called upon before Robertson was quote unquote ready. Yeah. He he played he played very well. He he didn't do anything wrong, and then he got hurt, and then Robertson came in, and it's just. I mean, I, I it's it's gonna be very hard to get Robertson out of that left back spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't trade him. He's he's continues to start for me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, w- I wouldn't trade Robertson for any left back no. right now that I can think of off the top of my head. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade him for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what do you think of Sadio Mane then? Uh, Mane. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, what what can you say about Mane? I mean, he's just. The, I I really really like the way that he took the number ten shirt. Yeah, and like I, I like I like the swagger that he's got this season. Like he just kind of looks 
like yeah. he, he's got he's got a little bit of a little bit of like that look like that nastiness i don't yeah. know i love it i i don't know if it's just because he and kate are friends and like kate is in the team now so he feels like yep. he feels a little bit more at home i don't know but i i am very excited to see this like i mean even the new celebration where he just points at the number 10 on his back like yep. you can tell how much he loves having that number and i mean just just kind of the the swag. I mean, he just looks like he does not give a fuck, man. He it's 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 honestly really awesome to watch. Yeah, it's 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 pretty. I I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Absolutely, um, everyone knows that he's one of my favorite players. So I'm always yeah. pining after Sadio Mane. I love this guy. I love this dude. Um, and, and I totally agree with you, John. I I see this slight swagger that's back. Um, he's so happy to be to have that that this this to be the ten. Um, and he's he's just he's just enjoying life, um, and even last season when everyone was saying that okay he didn't have that great a season, he said no I think he had a he had a very good season, uh, his numbers uh, 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 showed that as well, but I think this season he's going to show everyone the kind of player that he that he is going to contribute heavily on, on on both aspects of you know assists as well as uh, 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 as goals uh, last season of course was the season of Salah uh, who is also none of that fire has left him you know he just has no, to he just has to stand all. there and the ball he's goes started, in you know with his first touch of the preseason or something exactly. like he was yeah I mean he's I mean, Salah. You just you you run out of you run out of superlatives to talk about Mohamed Salah. I ran out probably around March of last year mm. when he had that Watford game when he scored four goals. I just I mean because I, I was always going into every game last season thinking, okay, this is the game where Salah won't score. This is the game where Salah won't show up. Yeah. And I mean, aside from the Man United game uh, on. Uh, what was it like the 10th or 11th of March, whenever that was mm-hmm. aside from that game, there was not a single game where I thought, I mean, even in that game, that was just down to, to good marking. I mean, fair play to Ashley young. He, yeah. he marked, he marked Salah very well in that game. Yep. And I mean, I hate Manchester United, but Ashley young played a belter of a game against Salah that day. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like you just, you run out of superlatives to talk about the guy he's been, his foot has been on the pedal since the day he showed up at Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, he scored in his first game, and he just never stopped. And I mean, it looks like he's he's on his way again, and I really hope so. He is. He is. Um, one guy who perhaps didn't have say the, the 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 best of games here, and I use this term very very loosely because we all know what he's capable of doing uh, is um, Firmino. He didn't really look like his usual self but yet he picked up an assist <laughs> yeah i mean that's, it's, it's like the standards that's just, that he set I mean, for himself is so brilliant. high yeah yeah like he's i mean he he's just forever he's one of those players you just really appreciate having in your team yeah absolutely. because i mean he just he, he he i mean yeah he didn't get any of the glamour or anything like that but he just he works his socks off he yep. plays well and i mean like yesterday was not his best game I mean, I mean, I still think he's he's probably still readjusting because he hasn't been training with the team for that much yeah. longer than Hendo or or Trent. Yep. And uh, I mean, you just you see how well he and and Salah and Mane. I mean, like just the way that how often you see Firmino receive the ball, you know, 
50 yards from goal. How often do you see a number nine take the ball from there and then actually do something positive with it, not just hold it up? Yeah. I mean, he's just – I mean, yesterday wasn't his best game. I mean, he definitely wasn't the best player on the pitch yesterday. But, I mean, he's still just – so much that he does, it just goes – his tackling, I, I've never seen a number nine that can tackle the way that he does. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, um, we are just going to take a short um, uh, listening break uh, right now. Uh, but uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Salah some more. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Van Dyke uh, and about other stuff. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hey, did you read this thing about um, the Mo Salah thing, the the phone use of phone while driving thing? Did you did you see that? Oh, sorry, I turned I turned my, my no. Did, did did you see the the yeah, the, yeah the club actually referred uh, Mo to police after he was apparently filmed using a mobile phone while driving. Uh, apparently, this uh, showed the uh, Mo actually sitting in traffic. As a number of people, including children, gathered near his car before he drove off, uh, probably asking for, for, for you know autographs and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, someone videoed him actually um, using the phone while driving. Obviously, in the UK, it's illegal, uh, as in many other countries. Uh, <laughs> so our friend I mean, Mo is in hot soup. What? He's in hot soup. I don't know what. Yeah, he, apparently. I, I mean. Uh, the guy, the guy that recorded him was just like some, some dick that asks for a bunch of, uh, like he tries to get a bunch of signatures and then sells the, the jerseys online. Yep. I mean, at, like he's also in traffic. Like, <laughs> I mean, when people like stormed his house in Egypt because they found his, uh, they found his home address, the guy went out and signed autographs. I mean, just leave him alone while he's in traffic. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. If, if he was sitting at like a stoplight or in traffic, I don't really think it's. Yeah. It's that big of a deal. Exactly. Just, just dumb. He's just too nice, you know. I think he's too, he's too accommodating. I think in a way. I mean, people take advantage of of, 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 of these types of things. I mean, this is a, this is a guy who's given, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of, of his own, uh, you know, earnings um, for charitable causes in in Egypt, build schools and and hospitals and and stuff like that. Um, even uh, didn't report a, a burglar that came and robbed his house 
Um, you know, he does all these wonderful humanitarian things, but, he, you know, people will look for any small little trivial thing to bring you down. That's what it is. Haters well, are going to hate. The, especially the bitters, man. Like, yeah, man. Like the Everton fans, man. Those, those people are I just I can't imagine my my team being so awful that I have to resort to harassing another another team's player and posting it on the Internet. I just I cannot imagine that. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, well, yeah, yeah. It's what you said. That guy. What's his name? Rob Wiley is his name. Um, yeah, he's. Not? I mean, the guy's just a total fucking idiot. I like. I mean, he's just like he, the guy that like, goes up to players, tries to get them to sign him, and like uses like he has like kids around him, so they're like, oh yeah, they'll sign the jerseys, and then he sells them online. Like, I mean, yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, what's interesting also is seeing um, uh, all these Chelsea fans hurling abuse uh, at Mo. Um, let's just remind them, uh, Marcos Alonso uh, ran and killed a young girl in uh, Madrid. <laughs> Ashley Cole uh, shot a student at the training ground with an air rifle. Uh, John Terry slept with his teammates' uh, wives. Uh, four of their backroom staff racially abused um, academy uh, players. Uh, and let's not forget Jose Mourinho and his abuse of Eva Canero. So, yeah, that was, that was awful. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, so Sal, Salah was sitting in traffic, texting on his phone. Okay, cool. If, if he was driving on like DM6 and, you know, going, you know, 90 miles an hour and driving and then texting, okay, then yeah, hurl some abuse. But other than that, just shut the fuck up. I mean, it's quite amusing to see, you know, the rent boys throwing sticks and stones, you know what I'm saying, when they're holding oh, yeah. in houses. Uh, Their club. I mean, yeah, like, their owner is pretty much a warlord, so, I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, hard, it's hard for me to take Chelsea insults seriously. They just, I mean, what do they know? Okay, let's, uh, let's continue talking about uh, some of these uh, players uh, and their performances. Okay, um, Virgil van Dijk. I Virgil mean, van Dijk. the, the man's just a rock. I mean, he's, he's just incredible. Like, I, I know I've said that about so many of our players, but, yeah. I mean, Virgil, the, the calmness... That mm-hmm. he and uh, that he and like Alison have helped instill in that back line. Yeah. Like Virgil, he just, I mean, in the way that he yelled, like he he's not afraid to yell at the the players, even though he's not wearing the captain's armband. Like he yeah. still, you could tell he's 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 very much a leader in in the in the locker room, and mm-hmm. and that the players really do look up to him. And I think having Joe Gomez next to him, like Joe is gonna, like Joe has has the raw talent. Mm-hmm. And I think playing next to someone as great as Van Dyke is just going to help him get better and better. Mm-mm. Well, um, he's certainly up there. Actually, uh, I have another guy that's helping me on 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 the Four Twitter account. He's quite young, you know. He's only twenty one years old, uh, and I've been a fan for of the club for like uh, close to forty years now. Okay. So there's, there's obviously a gap in terms of experience and in terms of perspective. So he actually put out a tweet and he put out a tweet and he put out a poll there. And he says, uh, and he said, um, is uh, Virgil van Dijk uh, one of the greatest center backs to ever play for Liverpool ever? Something, something to this effect. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I didn't, I didn't see it until actually until this morning. Uh, and, and, you know, I try to give him a, a, as much space as possible, as much leeway as possible. Okay, go and do your stuff and then we'll, we'll sort it out at the end. Uh, and th- then I've got a ton of comments, okay? It's like, how in the world 
is VVD ever because you know you've got people like Alan Hansen, you've got Sami Herpia, you've got Lawrenson and Carragher and blah 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 blah. I'm like, oh my god! And you know, actually, when I first read that, right? When I first read that, actually, I deleted that tweet. Okay, because by when I first read that, I was thinking, oh, what the shit is this? So I deleted it and reacted and deleted it. Then I sat down, had a cup of coffee, and I thought, hey, you know what? It actually encourages conversation. I mean. I can't expect everybody to to be a supporter of the club for 40 years like me. You know, there are people, different people coming into the club at different times. Like you, you came uh, 95, you said? 2000, uh, 2005. 2005. 2005. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only 24, so... Right, yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. you know, you, you didn't have the perspective of, you know, the players uh, uh, in the past like I have. You know, I've seen people like Hanson and, and all these guys play in the, in, in, in the 70s and in, in, in the 80s. King Kenny, you know, I've seen him at his, at his pomp and his pageantry and his, and, and, and his full power, you know. Um, and, and different people come in at the different times and, you know, they have a different perspective of who the, they, they think is, is the best uh, uh, um, player, <laughs> so you know, I was trying to deal with this fire in the, um, in the in the in the in the morning in my morning anyway. But yeah, I'm really really very impressed with Virgil Van Dyke. You know, obviously that that uh, this video of shouting to Mane stop the fucking cross, uh, that's showing that leadership thing, and he makes anyone playing next to him better. Yeah, I think I think he eases the mind. Like I think, yeah, that's right. Knowing when, like, I think that was one of the biggest problems the last few years was one, just the turnover that we had at center back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seemed like for a while it was just a revolving door, like it was Skirtle and Toure, and I mean, Agger was in there for a little bit, and then, I mean, it was kind of the twilight years of Agger's career. Anyway, Um, he was a brilliant center back in his day, though. Mm. But uh, I mean, then you had like. what Coates for a little bit? I mean, who who else? Who like all of the, the just? I mean, we almost won the league with what Toure and Skirtle playing center back. And I mean, to this day, I will still never understand how in the fuck we got that close. With like, you look at you look at that team on paper, yeah. and it makes no sense. I mean, we had <laughs> John Flanagan and Ali Sissoko were sharing time. At left back, Ali Sissoko, one of the most, uh, just, just like one of the most diabolical football oh players I've ever had. Just like you've ever watched someone play for your club, and you're like, man, that guy is really bad. It would like Ali Sissoko was that guy for me, and then we had Glenn Johnson playing at right back, and I mean the ghost of Jose Enrique somewhere in there <laughs> when he decided to leave the medical tent. But yeah, I mean, I sorry, I I, I keep shooting off on these tangents. But, <laughs> no uh, worries, I mean, no problem. I, I I definitely think you've seen Lovren, like Lovren has has definitely benefited from having Van Dyke next to him. I mean, we haven't surrendered a league goal, or haven't surrendered a goal at Anfield in the league since February. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. like I mean, you 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 can. You just there. There's that sense of calm that was never there before, which I mean, I think allows Lovren to kind of act like like he 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 likes to you know get forward and and do stuff, and he likes sometimes he takes chances, and I think now he actually can because he knows Van Dyke has his back. Yeah. Whereas before, I mean, with Matip, you, they didn't have that kind of telepathic relationship. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think with Van Dyke that really works. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. <clears throat> With this Lovren thing, right? So now he's out. Uh, he would be out for three weeks or so. I think that's what Klopp said. 
I need to see yeah. uh, some specialist or something. Now, then you've got uh, young Joe Gomez, who did well. Nice partnership now with um, VVD. Do you think Lovren has a task to fight back to be VVD's partner? I mean, if if three weeks from now we still haven't conceded a goal in the <laughs> league, then yeah, I could I could definitely see that being a thing because I mean, like we've seen with Klopp before, Klopp plays he doesn't play favorites. No, like yeah. he does he does not he does not care who you are. He plays like for him it's next man up. It's like if he thinks you're playing well yep. in training and you're playing well on the pitch, yep. that's who's going to start. He he does not care. I mean, look like. Like, uh, it's exactly the same way with Alexander-Arnold and Klein. Like, even when Klein came back, like, there's there's no guarantees anymore in the Liverpool squad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think I, if 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 every game goes as well as yesterday did, then I definitely think Lovren has a bit of a, a mountain to climb to get back up there. Yeah, if, yeah. If Gomez keeps playing. I mean, right, right now, I would say definitely Lovren back in, but, I mean... Gomez, the, the chance is Gomez is if he grasps it with both hands, then who's to say? Yeah, that's true. But that's 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 a that's a good problem for us to theoretically. It have is true. Yeah, weeks. that's true. Okay, uh, we we mentioned uh, Clavin earlier in the show, um, and basically, now I'm not sure where this. It could be just another transfer rumor bullshit thing. Uh, whether Clavin really wants to go, whether he thinks that he could get more playing time if he leaves. Um, Liverpool, but I'm just reading this report from Goal.com. Uh, Liverpool will consider allowing Ratner Klavan to leave the club before the close of the European transfer window this month uh, as the Reds look to trim their squad. He's actually in the final year of his contract, okay? Although Liverpool have the op- option to extend that by another 12 months. Uh, there was some interest in him from Newcastle United uh, when the Premier League uh, window uh, closed, but then there, there was obviously no move that materialized as a result of that, and the Magpies signed uh, Federico Fernandez from Swansea. Um, I think there would be suitors for him uh, outside of the Premier League, of course, maybe in the Bundesliga somewhere, uh, because as you know, he himself was from Augsburg, uh, Klavan. Um, so yeah, we played against him in the Europa League in the yeah. year before he came to Liverpool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, do you think um, we should be looking to, yeah, if there was a chance to, to offload him, do you think we should? Um, for me, it's a resounding no. Okay. Just because, I mean, for, for, I mean having, having a good, experienced center back, I mean, Clavin, he, he probably played, I mean, 10 or 15 games last year and I mean he he's one of those guys like he gives you a consistent 7 out of 10 yeah like he's he's not the he's not the kind of guy that you want like I mean especially because he's you know like we found out earlier in this episode 32 years old yeah he's not the guy that you want to start week in week out yeah I mean if if he wants to it really depends on what he wants to do and at this point in his career because if he wants to go somewhere and get games yeah. And, you know, just play just play out his career. Then I, I, I mean, no, we shouldn't hold him ransom at the club. Yeah. But if he wants to actually be a part of something and hopefully win trophies this year. Yeah, I, I think I think he should stick around because I think he can definitely do a job, especially in the cup games, because I mean, we're going to be in four competitions again this year. Yeah. So, I mean, like and I, I, I definitely think we'll go deep in at least two of those competitions. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just 
I, I don't think there's any reason to get rid of him unless he really doesn't want to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just a reminder, of course, in terms of our centre-back stock, uh, we have VVD, we have uh, Gomez, Lovren, uh, Matip. I don't know what's the deal with this guy. I don't know what... I always I always forget about Matip. <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, and then we have um, uh, Nat Phillips as well. Uh, he did quite okay yeah. in the in this preseason. Um, so he, he yeah. looks like a talent as well. In fact, yeah, actually, we, we didn't let him go on loan either. So, I mean, to me, that, that signals that Klopp knows something that we don't. I mean, he's, it sounds like he's probably going to want him to, uh, to at least contribute this year. I feel that we should have actually signed a centre-back, uh, a good, experienced uh, centre-back uh, this summer window because given especially because of the fitness issues with Matip and, and, and Klavan and even to a degree, Lovren. Um... So, I don't know. And Gomez, for that matter. And even Gomez, for that matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, if it continues like that, and all it takes is one, one injury to, to VVD, and that's the end. Now, I do understand, however, it's hard to plan on that basis. Um, yeah. Sometimes uh, injuries can happen. Uh, and most of the time, they don't happen fortuitously. <laughs> they happen at the most unopportune time, inopportune times. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I feel a little bit unknown. Who, who would who would you have wanted us to sign? I'm just curious because, uh, like, I had my own my own thoughts. But I mean, like, who who would? Because I heard a lot like about like Lascelles from Newcastle, and uh, yeah, that's. I mean, there there's some other some other people like there's always those names bounced around. Like Hovedes has been bounced around for the past like four transfer windows. It feels like yeah. Um, yeah, Lascelles would be the name. Um, uh, uh, Mina, uh, Mina could have been one, uh, but of course it's a bit. That was a bit of a risk play, I think, even for Everton. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he looked okay. He looked quite decent in the in the in the in the, in the, in the World Cup. Um, Maguire, that is, if Leicester would have sold him. Uh, oh yeah, which, I don't. I don't think Leicester would have sold him yeah. at all. Because so, I mean, like what? Yeah. Man United had a sixty-five million pound bid rejected. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, his his stock was sky high after the World Cup. If I was Leicester, I would have been like hundred million, come and get him, and no one ever did. So, no. but I think in terms of quality, in terms of the type of player caliber that we needed for me, uh, regardless of availability and regardless of the cost, would be Maguire for me. Um, yeah. I thought he would have been a good addition. So I, I don't know. I, I, of course, um, you know the. The transfer, the European transfer window is not closed yet. That's the 31st of uh, August. Lots of outgoings left. Um, Divock Origi, no suitable offer received as uh, of yet. Uh, Valencia, who are linked with him, um, have signed uh, Michi Bachuayi on loan. So yeah. that could close. Bachu- Bachuayi is good, man. I I really admire, I, I, like, I like him a lot. I... I... <laughs> One of one of my best friends is a Chelsea fan, and I always ask him like, "Why the hell you guys don't play him?" I mean, the fact that Morata gets game time over Batshuayi to me is horrific. Mm. Like, I, don't, I just I do not get it. I think that was ultimately like Conte's downfall was he just wouldn't play the younger players. I don't yeah. like Batshuayi's young, but I mean, I think I, in my opinion, he's he's a baller. He's he's a very good player. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that. Um, 
Markovic, we don't know what's the story there. Nobody wants to buy him, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> the forever forgotten man. I, I I really do feel bad for Markovic. Like he's he came to Liverpool in the 2014 transfer window. Like he was very highly rated, um, and he just like he he got one year, mm. and then like Rogers just sent him on loan, and then he's just been on this like revolving door of loans right and they've all none of them have worked out because people have tried like playing him at wing back and stuff and like i mean the the guy is talented you can see it but yeah i just i feel bad because i mean he's never lashed out or anything either i mean he seems like a good guy mm-hmm. i i just uh, like it, it seems like i mean he's still what he's like 24 25 he's still pretty young mm-hmm. but I, I just feel like he's he's wasted some pretty good years of his career and yeah. i think we really just need to stop loaning him and just then sell him to someone mm-hmm. and let him just start his career if if anyone offers yeah just take any any money at all you know yeah, like, just, just like a go. couple, couple thousand pounds. I mean, at this point, it does. I just, I, I, I just, I, I think he deserves better. I think he, he deserves so a, a real opportunity because I mean, he's clearly not going to get a run in in our team. So just, I mean, let let him let him go. One of the one of the names that I've that I've heard about leaving, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on is Shea Ojo. I was just going to. What do you think about Shea Ojo? I like him, you know. I like him, yeah. um, but it it does seem that we we could be willing to consider either permanent or loan. Um, yeah. I, I I like him. I I'm, I don't know why. You know, I think this is this case is, is clearly one where we have so much talent in stock now, wingers anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that that's the level that we're we're at right now. It's it's a good thing. Um, yeah. I I have the high highest regards for for Shea Yoyo. Uh, it, for me, I would be sad for, for 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 me to see him go. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is I think, especially if we really want to like if if we do get far in you know the FA and. Champions League. I think keeping a guy like Shea Ojo around, especially when we already loaned out Ryan Kent mm-hmm. and Harry Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, keeping keeping Ojo around just in like I mean, if if he's okay with that, that that would be the biggest thing. Is like because mm-hmm. if he if he's gonna you know mope around and want game time, then mm-hmm. I think maybe let him go on loan or let him go. But I mean, if, if he's okay with being like an auxiliary player, yeah. If we do make runs, but I mean, right now with. Having Shakiri, who's kind of, I mean, pardon the, the pun, but he's a Swiss army knife Oof. of that front line. Like, you can, yeah. you can put him in wherever you want. Yeah. And then you have Sturridge, who's, who looks the best he has since the beginning of the 2014-15 season. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's tough, especially being that young. Yeah. You, you need teams to get better. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough one. It's a tough one, and I think he's also very eager to stay and try and get a consistent run of games, which we both know it's not going to happen, especially with, with yeah. the, the the guys that are ahead of him. It's just very tough. How about comparing him? Okay, let's say uh, uh, Marco Greek. Oh yeah, man! Like Gruic is one of those players that I mean, he's shown it. You, you can see it. He shows it in, in flashes. I mean, where he, like, he played very well for Cardiff City while they were getting promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's, in the last two preseasons, he's looked very good. I mean, he just, 
he's one of those players you, you just you you just don't know with him because. Uh, I mean, he's he's still fairly young. I think he's only 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's. I, I think there's definitely a player there. I would I would like to see him come forward. But I mean, at the same time, where do, when does he get game time? Because he's probably sixth or seventh in the pecking order in yep. the midfield. Like, yep. I mean, at this point, it's it's almost an embarrassment of riches right I now know, because yeah. I mean, with Henderson, Fabinho. Milner, Keita, and I mean, especially because Keita would he'd be probably play. He's more of an attacking midfielder. He would probably play in like a Keita type role. Yeah. I mean, Wijnaldum. Like, I, I just I don't see him taking any of those guys' spots, even on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I also get the sense that Klopp is not a guy that holds back people. You know, he doesn't um, he he doesn't want to be the guy that blocks their progress as much as he can yeah. uh, after balancing the needs of of, of of Liverpool FC first and foremost and his needs and what he sees for the season um, you know if he thinks that a young player despite his talent um, wants to keep him but you know uh, he thinks that you know if it's, bet, if it's best served that he goes away for their own careers then um, I think he would do that yeah and I mean especially like uh, for, for me the, the biggest one in that in that camp is probably Origi. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. like I I I really like the way he played in 2015, 2016, and I mean even in 2016, 2017 he played. I mean he played admirably. He had 10 plus goals in both seasons, like with very limited playing time. It seemed like every game that he played in, though, it was like it was almost frustrating to watch him play sometimes because he he's a very gifted player, mm-hmm. but like. It seemed like it just wasn't clicking, and then he'd score a goal like yeah. out of nowhere, yeah. and then like he, he would play like a four out of ten, but he'd score, and you'd be like, how, you'd be left sitting there like, well, I don't know how to feel about <laughs> him right now. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't, I don't like watching him. I don't think like he played very well, but he scored. So I mean, yeah. he's a forward. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't think uh, I'm gonna just be honest here. I don't think he was he's good enough, so I think he needs to go. But whether we get yeah. any buyers for him, it's a different story. Okay, uh, I'm gonna end off with maybe latest rumor here. Um, we've been linked with Adrian Rabio from uh, yeah. PSG. Uh, did you read about that? I did not. Apparently, uh, Liverpool are t- trying to tie up a move for Rabio for January. Uh, but to to um, complete the deal, don't know whether is it for January or not because he's he's yet to confirm um, his contract with PSG. So Thomas uh, Tuchel actually said after PSG uh, beat uh, Kane on Sunday, he said it's not certain if Adrian stays uh, at PSG. For me, he's a great player. He can grow even more and become a top player. Uh, L'Equipe. Um, the French newspaper claimed that Liverpool are hoping to land Rabiot on a pre-contract agreement in January with a view to him joining next summer. Seems to be the, the trend now with Liverpool. Agree early, join later. Um, he's got... Yeah, I he's, mean, hey, if it, works, if it works out like Keita, then I'm cool oh, with it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it sucks to have to wait, but I mean, if, if you get... like that's That's what Klopp... That's something about Klopp that I, I, I admire and it also infuriates me is that uh, he seems like when he wants a specific player, he doesn't he doesn't do the, oh, I'm going to move on or I'm going to go to... He's like, no. He tells Michael Edwards, he says, here's your checkbook, go get this motherfucker. Yeah. And until you get him, 
don't come back. I don't care how you get him, but get him and bring him to me. And don't bring me anyone else. Don't don't go don't don't go sniffing around. No, bring me this guy or no one or don't come home. Yeah, and I mean I love it because it's worked, but man, is it? It's frustrating to watch sometimes. It is. It is. It is. It's exhausting as as a fan. It's exhausting. Exactly. But, exactly. I mean, yeah, to admire it. Um, so we're not sure how this is going to go. Um, apparently, of course, Barcelona again are also interested in such uh, in 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 Rabio. So again, this is purely could be uh, transfer rumor mill uh, bullshit. Um, but I see if we are interested in him, uh, perhaps it's a good competition to Adam Lallana. Oh God, Lallana. The forgotten man. We haven't even mentioned him once this show. <laughs> oh, that, that's a, that, we that's gonna, another hour we by itself. Get I through think. it without ever talking about Lalana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. We have to end the show. Just a ticked up an hour and a bit. Uh, thank you very much for joining with the show. It was a great chat. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, actually, we 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 don't play until uh, we don't play this weekend. Uh, we yeah, we played play. next Monday at Crystal Palace. Yeah, so nice, nice break. Um, we've had tough games um, against uh, Palace. Yeah, that game always worries me. The Palace away game ever since 2014. Yeah. Fucking Dwight Gale, that son of a bitch. <laughs> always worries, always worries me, Palace away. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's hope. Well, it's it's maybe a better test. Maybe um, first game away and against Palace, a truer test. Yeah. Uh, put it this way, maybe uh, let's hope for the best. Um, uh, let's to see whether this this pheno- phenomenal showing that Liverpool put together in this first game uh, sticks uh, in that. Hey, uh, John, thank you very much for joining me on the show, and thank you, listeners, uh, for listening in. Uh, hope to talk to you soon. Uh, take care and good night. Yeah.